This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all keeping safe and well. Uh, and welcome to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where I have again got three very special guests, this time to talk about a defeat, our first Premier League defeat away at our North London rivals, Arsenal. I've just got in from the Emirates Stadium. I tell you what, it's hard to take. You feel so good when you win a North London derby. And I tell you what, it feels like the end of the world when you lose one. And it did, uh, you know, it's it feels bad. It really does. Um just before I introduce my three very special guests today, I would just like to say a huge, huge thank you. Uh, last week, I found out that we have been shortlisted for the best podcast in the Football Content Awards. So thank you to everybody who nominated for us for that. Um, all of the details are below. You can now vote for us to win an award. And uh, wouldn't it be nice uh, being a Tottenham channel? Anything to do with Tottenham and a trophy, wouldn't it be nice? Those those words don't seem to go together very often. So it would be great to win a trophy. So please do vote. All of the details are below. And I would just like to thank everybody from South Korea, India, Finland, Sweden and Denmark, because we've hit the top 10 uh, in the football charts in uh, football podcast this week. We were number one in South Korea last week. So thank you so much to everybody in South Korea. It is an amazing country. I went there in July to see Spurs on tour and I cannot wait to go back one day. Uh, so thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Um, let's introduce the very special guest to talk about the uh, defeat at Arsenal today. We've got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Rick, how are you? How you doing, Chris, my friend? I tell you what, I've, I've missed you. I've missed you. It feels like it's been a couple of months, my friend. So it's lovely to be back on. Lovely to see your faces. 
Again, I mean, I wish it would have been under better circumstances. Um, but it's good to be back on. And uh, yeah, let's let's get it popping. Let's get this therapy session started, my friend. Well, it looks like it's been decorated as well, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, it's an early one, bruv. After 10, I'm in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're in the doghouse. <laughs> well, we've also got actor Andy Linden back with us. Andy, love to ha lovely to have you back. How are you? Yeah, nice to be on, um, uh, but um, it is somewhat of a painful day. But great to be on, guys. Great to be on. Andy, you've been a very busy boy in these last few months. Tell, tell everyone what you've been up to and where have you been? Um, well, I've been up to Edinburgh with a, a, a one-man play called Baxter versus the Bookies, which is a uh, it's a fluctuating fortunes of a horse racing tipster, um, which. Uh, much as I love Tottenham, and I love Tottenham more than any other football, but I'm also uh, a great horse racing man as well. So we've been doing that. Got some nice uh, notices up there. I will be doing it in London again. And then we'll do some festivals, uh, more low-key than Edinburgh. But, um, oh, good. Yeah, that was good. It was nice to um, um, get some good notices and... That too got nominated for an award in in London, I do believe, in February. God knows Fantastic. when we went right, you know. But um, but as Ricky says, I think we are going to have to get through this this therapy now, and it is therapy, um, because um, because I am fuming, really. I am just so livid. But let's get it on. Let's get it on indeed. We've also got, I'm going to call you Marathon Legend today, Rich, because of course you and I are competing in the London Marathon tomorrow. That should be, uh, that should be good. Um, running it, not competing. We're definitely not competing. We're running. <laughs> we're running. We're running. Okay, we're running. <laughs> Rich, how are you? <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure to be on the show, mate. Um, win, lose or draw. Uh, wear the badge of pride, right? And also, I think it's like looking down the comments as well. There's a lot to discuss about, obviously, today and, and the progress that we've made this year. And obviously, some of the points that continue to happen in the games that have obviously come to fruition today. Rich, before we get on to the football, um, you're looking forward to the London Marathon tomorrow? Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the weather, though. Apparently, it's going to be like wet. I hate it when it's wet. I'm, not, I'm a fair weather athlete myself, so hopefully the sun shines on. Obviously, it didn't shine on us today, but um, hopefully it shines on the runners tomorrow. But, yeah, London's such a great city to run around. Um, obviously, start and then go past many of the landmarks in London and then finish on the mall. It's uh, unbelievable. With yeah. the guns out, obviously, at the finish. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Rick, let's come to you first. Let's start with you. Um, the football today, Arsenal 3, Tottenham Hotspur 1. Um, I'll tell you what, that was a poor display. Um, in the away end today, it was very, very hard. Uh, the second half, I don't even think we had a shot on target. Um, it was a hard watch. Um, this time under Antonio Conte, I couldn't believe because when I think back to last season, and it was almost, uh, I think it was just over a year ago, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo was, Santo was our manager. That was a very, very hard watch then. And it was a very, very hard watch today. How did you find it? Um, pretty much exactly the same as as you, Chris. I, I mean, you know, not, I, I was I was up for it. I thought the boys would be up for it. I thought Conte would be up for it. Um, we all knew that the Gooners would be up for it because they've got something to prove after last year and after we trampled them at uh, 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 Wa'a Lane, you know. So um, I knew it was all. It always is a battle, and it always goes to ninety minutes, and it's never over until it's over. But 
Boy, what, what a disappointing display today. Um, it really did expose some of the problems that we've brought on ourselves throughout the season. Um, we've, we've managed to get over the line majority of the time, or if not secure a point. But today, th those problems were glaring and they were, they were obvious. Um, I, I think most of the fan base was calling for a 3-5-2 this week to kind of match up their midfield and to, and to push on and to give us a bit more weight in, that, in the middle of the park. And today, you know, our formation didn't really play. I felt that we really missed Decky. Um, you know, Emerson Royale, bloody hell, goodness gracious. Uh, you know, I've tried to back him many a time. And yes, he's a young player. And yes, there is, there is so much room for improvement. There's a lot of room uh, for it. There's a couple of acres of room for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like today, I just you know, it, it just wasn't it wasn't good enough. It it really wasn't good enough. I mean, to be fair to the Gooners, I don't want to praise them. I don't want to say I don't want to say a nice word about them, really. But I have to be truthful and honest. They were better than us. They deserved the the goals and they deserved the points. Do you know what I mean? They didn't deserve the red card. I thought the red card was a yellow at, at the most. But um, after that, mate, after that red card and after sixty seven minutes, I honestly, I swear to you. The same like Conte sent out the white flag and brought on five subs, four subs. The same way I, I didn't even look at the TV again after that. I, I was so despondent and so disappointed in the efforts that we put in. Um, why did it take for us to go a, a goal down again before we woke up and started to play? W what's going on here? I mean, if you can't get out for a North London derby, if you can't get ready to go to battle and to go to war and to show not only the Gooners and not only your own fans, but the rest of the league, this was a statement um, game today. This was, it, it, we would have put a statement not only, you know, for everybody watching, but on the league, you know, and, and shown them that, that there has been improvement, that there has been change, that there has been some progress going on. But again, we turn up to the Emirates, and it's, it's, it's another disappointing performance. And, you know, um, we, we had a really good chance to, to put a dent in, in their campaign, in, in their momentum, um, and, and put them under the cosh for the next 30, 12, 13 games. But we just didn't do it, just didn't turn up. And it's really disappointing. And it's, uh, if that's not a wake up call, if that's not a slap in the face to sort yourself out, fix up, look sharp, I don't know what is. You know, I thought that the, uh, the, the sporting game, the, the one that we lost, I thought, I thought that was a, a wake-up call. And I thought that was a good loss in the sense that it was in Europe. It was in a group game scenario where we can claw those points, points back and we can impose ourselves on, on that table. But to, to have a defeat like that today, I, I don't know what to say right now, mate. It's, it's really tough. I, I, I will find a positive and I will find the words to kind of give some encouragement to, to not only everybody watching right now, but for the boys as well. But my gosh, my gosh, what is going on? They, they really should have, um, they really should have gone at them. I don't know what we was waiting for in that first half. And even Conte coming out and saying, yeah, you know, we should have scored or we should have killed them in the first half. What are you talking about? We didn't wake up for the first 25 minutes until they scored. And then they wanted to play football. Why didn't we start the game like that? We've been saying this throughout the season. The only game that we turned up and went through the gears was Southampton, first game of the season. First game of the season where we went first gear, second gear, into fourth and fifth and pressed the turbo as well. 
I, why why couldn't we do that today? I, I really don't know. Um, yes, there was internationals. We, you know, we could, we could bring out 101 excuses for them today, but it wasn't about excuses today. It was about turning up and, and showing what you was about. Do you really want to achieve something this season? Do you really want to win? Do you really want to go go on and, and implement yourself amongst the world game as, as, as a team to be looked at, a team to be feared? We wasn't today. You know, it, 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 I don't want to say same old, same old, because it, it wasn't, but... It, well, well can, I, can I just stop you there, Rick? I, yeah, I feel please. like it is. I feel like it is same old, same old, because I, I, I said a stat in a, in a video that I put out earlier. We have won twice away at Arsenal in Premier League history. The Premier League started in 1992. 32 years ago, we won once at Highbury back in 1993. And that's when they were resting uh, their squad because they were in the FA Cup final. And the only time we've won in the Premier League history at the Emirates Stadium was 12 years ago back in 2010. And then when you look at our other big rivals, London rivals, Chelsea, we've only won once at Stamford Bridge in Premier League history. And that was back in 2018. What is it, in your in your opinion, these big games, Arsenal, Chelsea, our biggest London rivals, our biggest rivals in the Premier League, what is it about going to their stadiums and getting a result? Uh, it's the hoodoo, but it, it's the, we, we kick ourselves. How many times have we looked at it and, and seen us self-destruct, seen us collapse that allows them to play the game that they want to play? You know, like we all know, like I have total faith and trust in Conte, but come on, bruv. You should have seen after that first half that you, you could have stuck Basuma in there and shored up the midfield. You could see how we was getting overrun in certain places, you know. So I just don't understand why we did not take the initiative and push forward. We've got the hoodoo at, uh, um, at Stamford Bridge. We've got the hoodoo at, at the Emirates. I, I don't understand why the same Tottenham that, that turns up against Man City when we play them doesn't turn up against these teams. Yeah. We're supposed to be a different side. We're supposed to be growing. <clears throat> the man, the mentali mentality is supposed to be shifting. <clears throat> Today, it, it felt like it just went all went inwards again. You know, the the in in nearly every aspect, right? In nearly every aspect today, I was just like, "What's going on?" Like you just said, there, we didn't even have a shot in the second half. At seventy minutes, he brings on four subs. It you know, it concedes the game. You know, how many times have we got a late winner or a late goal somewhere, but concedes the game there? Done and dusted. Like, what's, what's going on? What's going on? And, and you know what? I am emotional and it, it is on my chest and it did upset me today. Do you know what I mean? So this is why yeah. you're getting this from me. But it's, it's like, we all want more from our side. Do you know what I mean? And we, the thing is, is that we know we can get more from them. So why they turn up to these places and start getting scared or start hiding or start, you know what I mean? Like, going the, in the opposite direction. I don't understand it. Like, it, the Gooners were singing the whole way around the stadium, Tottenham get battered. I can't understand why that doesn't motivate you to get back up and go, what? Who? Us? Are you mad? Are you sure? Watch this. Watch it. And let's go. You know. And look, they, Rick, the I, 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 heard, I heard Tottenham get battered up until a mile away from the stadium. Walking away from that stadium, I tell you, it, it, it's not a nice feeling. It really isn't. Going to these stadiums year in, year out and not coming away with anything and then getting beaten the way that we did. Um, Andy, let's come to you. Let's let's get your thoughts on the game because uh, Ricky's normally one of the most positive people that comes on this channel. And to see okay. him like that, um, you know, it's not nice losing a North London derby, is it? Uh, no, it's very painful. Um, I agree with everything Rich has said. Um, you, you, 
echoed all my sentiments. I didn't go today. I've not been too well. Um, uh, personally, I think it was a dot on the cards we were going to get beat. As soon as I saw the formation, no, I'm not Conti. Um, we get overrun. Personally, I don't rate the wing-backs. I'm sorry to say we're 2-1 pace down the blanks, in my opinion. Uh, also, we get overwhelmed in midfield with two. Time upon time upon time again. We get overrun in mid, And not just by the arse, who... I'm not one of these. I don't call them the scum. I don't call them the woolage. I've actually got a begrudging admiration for them. The reason being... I've been hurt by this lot for the last 58, 60 years going on. Oh, I see him in the league at our gaff in 91 and even before it, it killed me. It emotionally yep. killed me. Uh, but um, look, uh, we're talking about Tottenham. Uh, it is the mentality, in my opinion. I think Mourinho said it when he said, I've got to question the team's mental strengths. And, you know, and we, again, we didn't turn up. I normally go uh, to Chelsea, uh, away from home, and we we get results, but we just do not turn up. Now, whether there's a fear factor in that, I don't know. I look at Kane, Song, Dyer, Loris. Guys, they've been playing together for six seasons, these lads. Yeah. Where is your? Where have you accumulated the experience to go there and steady the rest of the team? Where is it? Show me. Show me your cojones. You need balls to go there and dig out a result. Um, also, no disrespect, God. Um, I'm a big Conti fan, but honestly. Uh, Watching his football is like shitting razor blades. It's painful. Do you know, Andy? So, someone someone actually said this the other day that I'm sure uh, Con- that, uh, but sorry, carry on. Yeah, someone someone said the other day that that Conte's football isn't actually that different to Jose Mourinho's football because. When you think back to that season where we were top of the league um, in November and yeah. everyone getting carried away thinking, oh, my God, we could really be title challengers here. And then, of course, it all fell apart. Yeah. Um, the type of football yeah. that Antonio Conte plays, are you liking it at the moment? No, I'm not, not. Look, you know, he has improved us. There's no getting away from that. But I look at the squad and I'm afraid to say, I think we're 2-1 paced. Um uh, there are players here. Uh, Hoybier, good player. Battles hard. He ain't a world beater. Same with the other lad. Benjikur, neat and tidy. He ain't a world beater, though. We need, we needed, as Ricky said, I think we needed a, a bassoon in there. We needed to match them in numbers in midfield. Uh, they are a pacey side. We got exposed down the flanks. Uh, uh, I thought there were many players today that were totally off their game. Um, I yeah. didn't think that. Harry's not. Harry's lost a little bit of verve, in my opinion. Yeah, he got the penalty and that, and he's still getting his goals. But I do think he's... <laughs> I think he's lost a little bit of verve. Uh, same with Song. He's another one. 
guy got exposed today. The other boy, um, uh, 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 Romero, yeah. prior, he's got potential, but he's got a lot to learn. He's young, he's 24. I'm a great believer in centre-halves don't come into their own until later on. Yeah, But I just feel that, um, you know, the squad we talk about, oh, we've got a great... Yeah, the squad has improved. But um, if we're going to play with wing-backs, we seriously need an upgrade. They've got to be quicker than what they are. You know, the, the Croatian lad, two-footed, Definitely, but he's got no pace. Look at him today. He's got no pace. Kane, got no pace. The midfield, got no pace. The wing-backs, well, well forget um, the, the other boy, uh, Royal. I mean, a man can't cross his legs. <laughs> you know, or the ball come to that. But, you, you, you know, he couldn't cross the road. Oh. You know, well, we'll, 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 we'll come... We'll come on a little bit more to Emerson Royale because he spent nearly a million pounds trying to become a better footballer. We'll, we'll talk about that shortly, um, Andy. Um, Rich, let's come to you. Let, let's get your thoughts on today's game. OK. Um, first off, it's, it's only one game and it's only three points dropped. We need to, obviously, we need to look at that. The bigger picture is, like Andy says, around the mentality. And I understand where he's, where he's talking about with the mentality of the team. But we have shown in previous games towards the end of last season, the grit and determination that Conte is obviously instilling in, installing in the players. <clears throat> I feel that as, as a squad, we're overachieving within within the games. I think our aspirations for this squad are sometimes higher than uh, the reality is that we can actually achieve. Um, I think top three is still realistic. Um my my big concern is that today, like Andy and Ricky, why we didn't play an extra man in midfield, I don't know. I listened to the interview from Conte and he said that they only had one training session with a squad that they had to prepare for this game. But surely they were looking at the game coming up and they were installing some of the um, the gameplay. Um, obviously, we're, we're always going to be dangerous now in, at set pieces apart from when Kane takes it. And even today, he took the second ball and had a shot. Please, 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 don't do that. <laughs> um, and also, I 1,000% agree with wing-backs. They're ineffective away from home. Ineffective. Um, but also, you need to look at the players. If we've got aspirations to be second or challenging, or even the top three in the league, some of the positions that we've got players, they aren't top three players. I've said this even when we were winning. Hoiberg, like him as a, as, a, as a player, he isn't a top three player. Royale, no. Sessignon at the moment, no. Um, obviously, Sanchez when he come on, no. Just players like that, they are not top three players. Um, we're devastating up front, but I think today we should have played Sonny and Kane up front and had an extra man in midfield. Look at the amount of work Richarlison was having to do coming back into midfield and marshalling a position that isn't his normal position. It was just really... It, I, I was watching it going, why does he not just play Basuma there, who plays that position every day of the week and, and played so well for Brighton in that position? I think Conte got it wrong today 
and and then because of that, the the back three or the the, the centre backs, whatever you want to call them, they looked under pressure all the time. Um, Romero didn't look his normal self. He looked jet lagged or he looked tired, fatigued. Uh, Dyer looked like he was he had too much pressure on him, and then obviously that's why the um, mistake came at, from uh, Hugo. I just I just felt from minute one, I was I was watching it going. We've lost this already. The players looked like maybe three or four years ago when we went to the Emirates and in the tunnel, you could tell they'd lost the game before the kickoff. That's how I felt. Um, I felt he needed to be more secure within his tactics. He needed The players needed to be more disciplined. And Romero, those kind of players, if he's got aspirations of being the top three, shouldn't be anywhere near the team because they just aren't good enough. Whether he spends a million pounds on on kind of scouting or all that kind of stuff, he's not a good enough player. He's he's not good enough for Spurs if our aspirations are top three. Rich, what really frustrated me uh, watching the game inside the stadium today is the fact that I saw Arsenal. They're, they're so quick on everything. You know, even taking a throw in, they're so quick. You know, they they just want to play fast football, fast attacking football. And yeah. when you've got Antonio Conte as the boss now, aren't you surprised that these players aren't given that little bit more? Because even a couple of days ago in the press conference, Antonio Conte said, we know the importance of this game. You know, everybody yeah. connected to the football club, you know what a North London derby means. Are you surprised by the performance of some of these players? And particularly that, that Andy has said, like the, you, you, Eric Dyers, you Hugo Lloris, Harry Kane's, your sons. These players who have been here... For some time, they know the importance of this game. And they need to be standing up as well. They need to be standing up in these games and, and actually uh, putting it out more. Yes, Romero got sent off for his to lead tackle, but why were we not putting it about the field more? Kind of trying to dominate the players. We're letting the Arsenal players have the ball too much. You look at that Thomas Partey goal, really he had too much time. Literally, he stood Absolutely. still. He stood yeah. still. The ball came to him. They're the drills that they practice in the training ground that never happened. Somebody never happened, has that much time on the ball to put it in the top corner. He was like, just pass it to my feet. I'll bend it in the top corner. And he did that. Far too much time. Everybody was lethargic. Uh, possession. We were weak. And I know Conte was saying that there's a couple of like final balls that went astray. But the, the, the problems were far before that around confidence on the ball, around... We, we didn't press Arsenal enough when they had the ball. Um, look, put yourself out there. In the first couple of minutes, not when it's 17, you're 3-1 down. It's ridiculous. They just didn't set the tempo right. And every game this season, a bar one, we've been weak in that first half, weak in that first 20 minutes. We yeah. need to be, from minute one, they need their arse kicking and say, you go after them. You get an early yellow card. It's fine. We've got players on the bench that can come on at half-time and take over the reins. But you need to be fully committed to the team. Well, before we talk about the starting lineup and go through that and all of the match incidents, I'm just going to go for um, a quick one-minute clip uh, of Antonio Conte. He said it's hard to accept um, and he is hit out at the standard of Premier League refereeing um, about Emerson's red card in the 62nd minute. Um, I'll come to you after this clip, Ricky. But, uh, honestly, and uh, I don't know what happened uh, later, but uh, 
Uh, in England, uh, I have to be honest, uh, and uh, it's very difficult because uh, uh, they don't have uh, uh, the same line, you understand? And uh, sometimes uh, you, you see situations that uh, uh, could be record instead, yellow card or no yellow card, okay? Sometimes you see situations that maybe yellow card and instead red card. And uh, they have to work. We have to work, I think, uh, a lot uh, and, uh, about this. Uh, and uh, in Italy, for example, our referee, they go on Thursday and stay together three days to work together, to look video, to try to improve. I think maybe, I don't know if uh, this happened in England, but could be a good idea because the level is so high and we need to have the level of the referee of the VR in the same level, you understand? Because Premier League is a really high, high level. And for this reason, every part of this situation, in my opinion, has to be top. Yeah. Rick, let's come to you. That was a poor challenge by Emerson Royale. Was it a red card for you? For me, it was a yellow at the most, bro. I don't think it was like a dangerous foul. I don't think it, 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 it was a foul. For me, it was um, one of those. It wasn't last man. It wasn't a goal-scoring opportunity. For me, it was just a foul, and and I don't know whether <clears throat> because I was so disappointed at the time that I didn't see the replay properly. But that's what I saw, and that's what I felt. I felt it was a yellow at most. Um, <clears throat> the fact that he got the red, and the fact that Conte's talking about the red and how how it affected the game. Of course, it's going to affect the game. But again, to me, right now, it's an excuse. It's an excuse. We didn't go out there and do what we needed to do. Like, like we've all been discussing, there was no urgency in our game. When I've spoken before on this show and uh, we've spoken about the gears and going through the gears, I've said they've done it the wrong way around. We need to hit fourth gear as soon as we can. And then once we're two goals up, that's when you go back down to, uh, you know, first gear and start holding the ball and start, you know, position playing. And then, then you start playing on the counter-attack because the, the, the opposition because they're behind, they're going to flood forward. So you're going to get gaps over the top. But we need to hit our strides as soon as possible. We need to have that urgency and that press as soon as possible. I don't know whether you've seen Dyer's interview. And guys out there, I don't know whether you've seen Dyer's interview right now, but Dyer is, he, he's upset. He's properly, he's fuming as well. And the, one of the comments that he made was that, you know, Conte's told, asked us, told us to... to to go on the front foot and to press and to press higher and to press quicker, but they didn't do it. So what are we doing here? Like Rich said earlier about Richarlison, we've played Richarlison up front because we've got a devastating attack. But if we can't get the ball up to them, or if we can't feed them, or if we can't provide a solid base for them to go do their work, then what's the point? What's the point? Basuma should have been in there and, and and exactly how Rich was saying there, Basuna should have been in there to shore it up, to play those positions, to be the defensive cover so that the rest of the team could try and pu push forward. If Hoiberg and Benteke are just doing this and and, and going, it, it, it just left gaps, left gaps, left, right and centre. And the fact that Emerson Royale, uh, Royale was targeted, he was targeted again by yep. the opposition, which which is another glaring admission that he is not up to standard right now. He's the, he's the weak link right now. And do not get me wrong. I don't think that putting Shockerty in at right wing back is going to help us anymore. Do you know? I don't think that's going to... I'm waiting to see. 
We only got four games out of two and a half years out of him that were that 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 were good enough to talk about. So I, I, it's not like I trust him either. I said from the start, from the time that we bought Spence, I told you he was going to be the number one right back at wing back at at the club. And and right now at this type of position, maybe this is a turning point. Maybe this was the this was the performance that everybody, including Conte, needed to see from certain players to start switching things up, to start making the the hard choices and the hard decisions to, to change this team right now. It's not the end. Like Rich said, it's not the end. It's one game, it's three points, and it hurts like hell, right? It hurts like hell. And that, that's, that's the, the sick feeling we've, we're all feeling, not only when we were watching it, but how we feel right now. I guarantee you the rest, majority of Tottenham fans did not watch an ounce of football for the rest of the day because the football was over as soon as that game was over. But I hope that this is a glaring mistake and a glaring admission of the weaknesses within our squad and they start to get fixed. They start to uh, use this squad that we've brought in. You know, how is Spence ever going to get any kind of first team, first match experience and, 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 and build on that if he doesn't get any minutes? Do you know, like uh, Andy was saying there, Perisic has been fantastic. I think he's fantastic. But against a very quick side... You're, 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 almost, you're almost waiting for him to mess up. You're almost, he's almost playing a game where he's guaranteed to mess up so that you can you know, point him out and single him out a bit later. Maybe the cleverer thing to do today was to put on someone like Ryan, who's got a bit more pace, to watch Saka or whoever's on that side. And in 60 minutes, you bring on someone like Perisic, who now has a spring in his step, who now has you know, fresh legs and can go and attack i don't know but this was a, a you know this this performance today was a performance in which it's a bit like man united when we lost 3-0 to man united last year and we got rid of nuno and we got conte you know it was a big it was a big glaring admission of all of our weaknesses and that's why we went to get conte so right now now that we've got conte now that we've brought in some of these new players i hope that it's a glaring admission to conte that things need to change whether that is tactics, whether that is formation, whether that's personnel, it's got to change. And it's got to change now if they've got any aspirations of building on this. We can't keep sitting back and, and play, letting them play their game and then hoping that we can counterattack. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to work all the time. You're going to come unstuck more times than it works for you. So don't do it. Don't do it. How many times have I said we need to go out and, 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 and let them worry about us? But yeah. right now, all they're doing is saying, oh, there's gaps there. Oh, we know how they play there. Oh, you know, target Emerson Royale. Oh, Perisic yeah. is slow. So as soon as you get the ball past him, you're off. Come on. It's time now. It's time. I think, and if, I hope I think if you look down the comments as well, Rick, there's a lot of people that are saying that we've not been good enough in, in all the games that we've played and just quality has kind of got us through. And yeah. I think that's, that's one thing that, that worries me is that you look at most of the games bar one, We've been we've been outplayed in a lot of the areas, but just the sheer quality of the likes of Sonny or, or or Kane has really got us through the games. So it's this has been like kind of covering some of the cracks up to this point, being undefeated. And you look at the Chelsea game, we were massively outplayed there, and then obviously that happened at the end, and it just covered up cracks. I think if I was Conte now, I'd be looking at the players and I'd be talking to players and say, look, this is your level. For us to progress, we need you here. We need you, we need you to raise it. Unless you raise that level, 
we're going to have to bring some of the younger players in. Spence needs to play. I don't care his defensive frailties. We've got Rook, uh, Emerson Royale is useless at crossing the ball. But if we've got the firepower up front, but then at midfield, that midfield area is key to us. I really feel that midfield area is key. We need to start bossing the game, winning that back that ball earlier, giving those attacking players more opportunities to dominate the game. Go one, go two goals up early. Get the other team on the back foot. Today, as soon as Arsenal went on the front foot, after about 30 seconds, I'm like, I know what's going to happen here. I know Arsenal are going to have chance after chance after chance and they're going to put one away. And that's what happened. And it was just so clear. I was watching it going, this is bollocks. This happened last year, the year before, the same old, same old. And Conte did have that excuse of saying, oh, we're going to have one training session. But if that's the case, put another midfielder in there, kind of have the numbers there, two up front, Harry and Sonny played millions of times together and Richarlison could come on if we need to later in the game. It's not rocket science, man. It's not. It's Mm. not. Andy, Andy, was it a red card for you? He did show him six. Show him six studs, yeah. Um, look, okay. you, you know, I look, I, I'll try and defend him, but he did show him six. Now, some referees you might have got away with that. Unfortunately, he didn't. Um, I don't think it was a red, by the way. Andy, I'm with you. I thought it was a red. Richard, you, 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 that's right. It, it may not have been, but he showed him. Six. It worked that subtle. It's all yeah. I'm No, I think it just it just threw out his leg. It was a lazy kind yeah. of well yeah. the thing is it, it's got his ankle, it's six studs on the ankle. He's caught an eye full of it, Richard, and he's given him one of them. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Arsenal yeah. player rolling round on the floor and the crowd yeah. as well. That well look, up you're absolutely right, Richard. The problem being that is the game now. We yeah. all roll about yeah. uh it wasn't violent conduct, I don't think. It was no, malicious. No, no. I, I agree with you completely. I agree, but he did show it. I'm being repetitive. He did no, no, no. show him six. Yeah. Um, Ricky's point about Spence and yours, Richard. I think the kid. You got. I think the kid needs a turn now. Yeah, for I sure. Think we've got it. Look, um, I know he's not had uh, any Premiership experience and the rest of it, but. He had a good season last season. Look, uh, uh, the Arsenal game, he had uh, the, the Arsenal lad, the Brazilian boy, in his pocket. Yeah. He played well for the 21s as well, Andy, against Italy. Yeah, he did. He He's did. got a bit of pace, the lad, and yeah. he is good going forward. As Ricky says, and as you've all seen time and again this season and last season with Emerson, they target him time and time again. He gets targeted. Uh, I am worried, really. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping, uh, uh, as Ricky was saying, that look, this is a wake-up call. Conti, come on now, stop this rigid, you know, uh, uh, wing-backs. Clearly, they ain't good enough. We do need to start on the front foot. And don't you think, though, Lance, it is somewhat um, galling that, at home, we play with two defensive midfield players. Um, I 
We beat Leicester 6-2. But at half-time, one of the reasons, in my opinion, when Leicester had a good game is we were sloppy in possession. Totally sloppy. And I've been through that. Same as Same as in Sporting yeah. Lisbon. We were sloppy in possession. We encouraged them. And we did the same with Leicester and we've done the same time and time again this season. Surely uh, Conti can see that. Um, uh, you know, uh, um, I am worried for Tottenham. Rich, you are right. It's only one game that we could get top four still, I agree. But um, this run, th th these performances, in my opinion, have got to stop. We've got to have a turnaround, guys. If if we want, uh, you know, top four and a cup and, and, and we want to progress, then I, I really think we've got to, as Ricky says, we've got to start starting on the front. But we've got, we've got to um, dictate. Surely we've got, the, you know, the players. Um, although I, I I do wonder sometimes, you know, uh, uh, Sessignon, who I do like, <coughs> really developed the way I thought he would when I saw him as a 16-year-old at Craven Cottage, turning Walker inside out in a cup game, by the way. The kid hasn't quite given I think he's a little bit timid, in my opinion. I'm not trying to knock him, but good player, but and he's got a bit of toe about him. But um, I don't think we've got problems at wing-backs, to be honest with you. I, I don't... Um, Andy, players at wing-back, for sure. No, everybody, really everybody who comes on these chats week in, week out has said the same thing about wingbacks. Yeah. And I cannot believe, if I'm honest, that we started this season with the same wingbacks as last season. I know we brought no. Perisic in, but Emerson Royale and Matt Doherty at right back. I cannot believe that we have started the season with them. Um, you know, I know we've got Jed Spence as well, but he looks a long way off from joining the yeah. squad and uh, and getting a start. Um, Andy, are you surprised by that? And, you know, in the last couple of days, there's been lots of reports out stating that Emerson Royale has spent nearly £1 million on trying to become a better footballer since joining Spurs. He has commissioned a scouting report. He's bought his own oxygen tank and uh, hired a neuroscientist <laughs> to help him deal with pressure. Have you ever heard such a thing? Well, I mean, at least, uh, you know, I mean, if it's a million pounds, at least it ain't worth much. <laughs> I mean, it'd be different if it was euros or, or dollars, and he did that. Then you say, "Man, but a million paper talk that is talk." You know, I mean, yeah, I'll do a million over the weekend on the horses. But <laughs> um, no, I, I'm a, I'm stunned, really. Uh, uh, I, I I just um, I'm sorry, guys. I just think he was a bad buy, and. and Great. Conti is still persevering with him. Now, I know Conti has said well, uh, Conti, uh, Spence wasn't his uh, um, choice. It was a club choice. Uh, but surely now we are, surely now we're, we're, we're in a situation where I think you've got to give the guy a chance now. As you said, uh, uh, Chris, um, Doherty, I, I just don't rate, rate our wing-backs. No. And if we're going to play with wing-backs, as I keep um, remonstrating uh, uh, and being somewhat repetitive, um, we really need an upgrade. Um, if not, look, Conti, you're going to have to change the formation. 
and I agree with you guys, Richard uh, and you, Ricky, is that perhaps we should play um, three across the middle. We should play three across. Why did we buy Basuma then? What? What? Why? Especially this away from home blinder, as well. Yeah. This kid had a blinder against Tottenham at the lane, if my memory, if I recall it. Yeah. He bossed the game. Yeah. And I mean, he's just sitting there warming the bench. I, 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 I seriously, guys, I, I don't get it. Um, anyway, you know what, Andy? You know what, Andy? I said all over the summer, and Chris can contest to this, can um, and and Rich as well, but. I said, I, I really did believe that Doherty and Emerson were going to be sold and that the right wing back is going to be the most important position in this Conte team because this is where our creativity comes from. Yeah. So if we're not getting a creative midfielder and we're relying on the wing backs to provide this creativity, to provide a lot of the threat and a lot of the, the opposition worry, then we we needed an upgrade. Do you know what I mean? And Spence came in and I thought, okay, cool. Well, he'll be the number two, but we also need another one for the number yeah. one. Do you know what I mean? And I now do. we've come into the season and, you know, em Emerson, you know, if, if he's spent a million pound on improving himself, well, I hope he's kept the damn well receipts because he, he, he needs to get some money back, mate. He needs to get some money back. And he ain't worth nothing. He ain't worth nothing. bucks. <laughs> Or we all need a, a a couple of gasps on these bloody well oxygen masks yeah. because that's the only way that we're going to get yeah, through. Here, you know what I mean? Charlie's had a word. He says it. I mean, it don't put my face on that pound note. <laughs> Rich, let's go to you. Um, let's talk about the um, starting lineup today. Um, Hugo Lloris, Romero, Dyer, Lengley, Royal, Perisic. Hoybier, Benton, Kerr, Richarlison, Son and Kane. Uh, subs today, Forster, Sanchez, Doherty, Spence, Sessignon, Basuma, Skip, Saar uh, and Brian Hill. No Kuliszewski today, uh, out injured. Were you surprised um, by the starting eleven today? Well, yeah. <laughs> would it have been in my starting eleven? No. What, what, what else could Antonio Conte could have done and what should he have done? Midfield. That's, away from home, it's... It's the same as when we had Bale in the side. Bale didn't work away from home. So, eventually, they didn't play him away from home. Now, when we play away from home, we need to have three in midfield. We need to have ball players. We need to have players that win the ball back quickly and release the two attacking players. Because three, three up front, away from home, is a real struggle. Because you're having to get those attacking from players to come back and do lots of work that they're not actually mm. great at. Uh, Richarlison did his best today, but no, just for me, again, you kind of look at the Arsenal team and you see the ball players in there and you see the players that can really influence the team. Where with our, our team, Hoiberg is he's not, he's not going to kind of, play, teams aren't going to go, oh, Hoiberg's playing, that's we need to be on our game today. But I think, other teams, especially even the Arsenal team, you look at the Arsenal team, lots of players that give 110%, sometimes they overstep the line. Um, but Arteta's got them all playing as a team. And you saw that the first 20 minutes in possession. It was dip, 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 the ball moving all the time. Left, yeah. then right, then through the middle. Who's free? Who's free? Who wants the ball? When we had the ball, it was they. There was a player on us all the time. No time on the ball. Uh 
three passes, lose the ball, and then we'd, we'd have given far too much room, and then they'll be back on us again. The first, I don't know what Antonio Conte was watching, but he after him talking, he was saying, oh, yeah, the first half we should have had, yeah, maybe we had wasteful in front of goal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, is he watching the same game? Literally, we were terrible for 90 minutes. We were terrible. Yeah. I didn't see any I didn't see any positives. Like if you said to me, and what positives do you see from the game? None. Like nothing. I'll say it's negatives. I think it is I think as far as I look at the, the players, I think a lot of them were going backwards. Um some of that kind of resilience that they've showed previous weeks has gone. Um and I, I definitely think it's some of the some of the players that have flown in that are fatigued as a like Romero. He looks average today, and he's looked very, very much one of our best players in in uh, previous games. Rick, let's come to you on the same question. And uh, what I wanted to ask you is, our sub bench today. You take Lucas Moura out; he's out injured. So is Kulusevski. Uh, the sub bench today: Forster, Sanchez, Doherty, Spence, Sessegnon, Basuma, Skip, Saar, Brian Hill. Any game changes there for you? Are we, um... are we at the same point again? What kind of, kind of, because he's he's not putting faith in some of them or, or giving them a chance. I mean, I don't know whether you saw the Spurs training video this week, but uh, Brian Hill, he looked super sharp. Not only was he devastating in the dribble, but he was devastating in the shot and the speed of him as well. So, you know, we've got this 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 young player and I know he can be moved off the ball quite easily, but surely having the amount of months that he's been at, at, at Tottenham and Tottenham's training ground, surely he's been eating steak and pumping weights, bruv. So surely something must have happened. So maybe he could have helped. Again, we've spoken about... last 20 minutes, you know what I mean? The last last 20, 20 minutes. Yeah, he should have gone. What, what, why not? Like, why not? Why not? If you're going to bring everybody else, why not? You know, uh Spence, Sessignon, as, as two people to come on, if he was a full 11, two people that can come on and straight away they inject pace. Straight away. You know, Spence has got a lot to prove and, and the kind of naivety of youth sometimes can be a strength. The fact that you're not scared. The fact that you, you, you want to impose your game. You, you want to impress the, the manager and the fans and, your, and the teammates that are on the, on the field with you. Maybe that could have given us given us something to shout about and given them something to worry about. But again, we, we keep playing this slow, pro, pro, progressing, patient, build-up football, which doesn't work for us. Like everyone's just highlighted there, the Gooners, they were on it, right? They were on it. And again, I don't want to praise them and I don't want to put any... I, I can only tell the truth. But them today in a 4-2-3-1 looked very similar to how we looked under Poch. And when we used to do the high press and how, how much energy was in that team from every single player. Now, if we're playing the Conte way, wh where is that energy? Uh, if you're telling me you're jet lagged, well, then what about the other player that hasn't played? You know, Basuma didn't play for Mali. He's, he went over there for a plane ride. He played one half, I think, in the first game, was supposed to play the second game, only played 10 minutes because of a rainfall, uh, like some, some monsoon rain washed out the pitch, and so nobody played. So it, it, would he be more fresh than somebody else? Or, or help them out by putting somebody like that in? So, so they're not being pulled and, and, and drawn away, expanding more energy. Because they were expanding more energy trying to get the ball back and trying to cover than they was attacking. 
as they was trying to implement our game on them. So the, the, the things, um, you know, Conte, he's the man. He's won everywhere he's gone. And it, it, if he wants to achieve with us, and yes, this is like, it's only like the second step in, in this transition, but things need to change right now. That's got, that's got to be, that's got to be the, you know, you hold them by the shoulders and be like, wake up, wake up. You know, this has to be that moment that that happens because excuses, nobody cares for them. Nobody cares for them. Even if they're right, nobody cares for them. And how long is this Tottenham team going to complain about not winning or not achieving or not doing A, B and C? Do you know what I mean? Not playing yep. in the Champions League or whatever, whatever excuses you've had in the past. Yeah. When are you going to get fed up of that and go, you know what? Let's go at them. Do you know what? Let's show them. Let's, let's, let's go out there. Let's leave everything out on that field. Do you know? What I mean? Let's give them something to worry about. Where is our worry? If, they, if, if the opposition cut off the supply to Kane, Son and, and Richarlison or Kulusevski, where is the danger? Our danger is supposed to come from our wingbacks and nobody cares. Royale is the weak link. So they target that, that side. Perisic, we already know, he's of age. And yes, he can cross. And yes, he's got the experience. But if he gets turned for pace, there's nothing he can do about that. So who, 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 have, who has the opposition got to worry about right now? Yeah, you know, uh, so, we'll, we'll go through the uh, the key incidents in a second. Um, just look at to uh, today's other results. Uh, Bournemouth drew nil nil um, with Brentford. Crystal Palace one, Chelsea two. Fulham one, Newcastle four. Liverpool drew three three home against Brighton. Southampton lost two one at home against Everton. And in the late kickoff, West Ham beat Wolves two nil. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur remain third in the Premier League. Arsenal are still. Top, unfortunately, they are four points above Manchester City and Spurs. Brighton, our next opponents, they are three points behind us in fourth spot. Chelsea are fifth. Manchester United are in sixth place. Um, Andy, let's come to you. Um, Arsenal started off very well, um, in my opinion. Lengley had to block a shot after a quick throw-in. Uh, after just two minutes, and then just a minute later, Martinelli hit, hit, the, uh, hit the outside of the post. Uh, but in the 13th minute, we did have a great chance. Hunmin Son with a free kick. Dyer knocked it on. Richarlison, what a chance for him. Uh, Ramsdale made a, made a save, but a big chance for him. What did you make of his performance today? Because I felt that Son, Kane and Richarlison, they were all pretty quiet, apart from this big chance in the 13th minute. No, I agree. I mean, that chance, unfortunately, he didn't really get the full weight. He didn't really... I mean, it, it, it looks... Uh, he did well, but he didn't get the full weight of his foot on the ball, uh, in my opinion. Uh, he, 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 you know, uh, he didn't he get... Uh, as well. Uh, yeah, well, there you are. No, look... Richardson works hard. I love, you know, Richardson does work hard, and as Richard was saying, you know, covering as well for our um, our friend, uh, our million pound friend. Um, <laughs> I like to drop that one in. I didn't think yeah. I'd smile during this stream. I, I, I just said. think that Richardson does at times. <laughs> he can lose the ball cheaply as well. He can. Yeah, well, he's not alone. Song's another one as well. My, uh, Rick, you you were right. Look, um, we moved the ball slowly, but also I think our movement, guys, is poor. 
our movement is very poor. As you guys were saying, Arsenal move it around, bang, bang, bang. Even take their throw-ons quickly. It, the, the, yeah. You know, the urgency is there, the verve, the vigour, all of these. Um, you know, and we look leggy, we look one We Not only do we look leggy, we, we at times, even throughout the course of this season, not only this game, but we... We lack ideas as well at times. Richard, you were saying, uh, you know, we can't handle a press either. We were getting the ball, guys, and just itching it long. They were long, hopeful balls, Chris. Yeah. Aimless, a lot of them, really, you know. Uh, and I just think we played into their hands with the formation that we had as well. As all the lads have said, as you've all said, I think if we'd have had three in there, would have made, made more of a game of it. And we cannot, as Ricky was saying, look, you can't keep making excuses about internationals and, oh, it's jet lag. And I, I just think there's a part of me that thinks this team will be the Nearly team. You know, the Canes and uh, what we've had before, the Walkers, uh, songs and that. Will we win a trophy? Because I, I think we need to. We seriously need to win something. Even if it's a League Cup. For the club, for the fans, for this lot of players as well. That would definitely put a smile really on this. need to win a League Cup, wouldn't you? Well, I've been thinking, Andy's got in there first talking trophies before sorry. me. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, I, 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 I was talking that. about trophies today. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I just feel that. I mean, Richard, Richard was right. Look, it is only one game, and, and people on social media are saying, Get over yourself, it's only one game. Yes, it was, but it's how you lose. Yeah. It's yeah. how you lose. Yeah, I, th I think that's the problem is, though, Andy, I think, like I say, because of circumstance, I don't think they were prepared enough. One, mm. I don't think it was the right tactics. Two, I don't, there's some comments on the side around leadership, also very relevant. I don't think we had real leaders on the pitch. If you are a leader, you need to show that leadership, not yeah. say, I'm a leader. You put your fucking foot in yeah. and you go for it. If things are not going your way, you need to make change. That's the thing that I wasn't seeing. I do th still think it's one game. The next game is really important. If we, if we show the same kind of frailties, then we've got real problems. Absolutely. And, and it does hurt because, obviously, we all have to go back to whatever jobs we have, whatever communities we go back into. And there's those wanky Arsenal fans that kind of talk, talk themselves up or this kind of bollocks, which I have to uh, cope with on social media as well. Yeah. With my so-called friends and other people that follow me, giving me shit. And it does hurt, but it also hurts because we, we know that we've got the weapons now in the team. We've got the manager. We just, I think we need some more painting in this picture to make us that kind of, that robust picture that then can go out there and people can feel scared of. At the moment, teams are coming to uh, the stadium or we're going to their, their ground and they're not knowing which Spurs is going to turn up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah very that's true. A uh, that's a good point. Um, but as I say, I think it's how you lose against your rivals as well. 
And too many times, guys, too many times, we've gone to the arse and Chelsea, but we've gone to the arse and we just don't turn up. Now, I normally go like yourself, Chris. I normally go, but I didn't. I've not been well. Watch it on TV. And you saw the set of two teams. Arsenal were like this. Come on there. Let's have it. Come on. Our lot were diffident from the word go. They look scared. They look like scared rabbits. And just before, just but, before, but this is under this is under Antonio Conte, though, Andy. How are these players going to get away with that? Because we know that Antonio Conte demands the best, expects the best, expects two hundred percent all the time. These players aren't going to get away with it, are they? Well. Well, let's see. Let, let's see. I mean, I, I just, you know, I thought they were poor in Lisbon. I thought they were poor against Chelsea. I thought they were poor against Leicester in the first half. I thought they were... It's happened too many times this season. Well, we now eight, nine games into the season. And yeah. I, I don't mean to fire into Tottenham. You know, like you guys, I'm madly passionate to the point of it being unhealthy. But uh, I just... Yeah. Uh, I like you guys. I'm desperate for us to win something, um, you know. Uh, uh, but um, whether it's Conti, whether it's Nuno, whether it's Pop, whether it's we go to these, you know, we go to the arse and we just don't show up. Yeah, and we've got experienced players, as I said to you before. We've got, you know, the likes of Kane and Song and Dyer. And Davis, oh, he was injured today, and, and, and Lloris, and all these players that have been there for six seasons. You know what the coup is at the Arsenal. You know it's on you. You've had all these years of, of, of experience. Why? I, I don't get it. Yeah. It's obviously a lacking character. And as Richard said, look, we lack leaders, real leaders. Yeah. Oh, the spirit of McCoy, please give him iron. <laughs> give him iron. He's a proper player. I'm sounding like a real old git. I'm not quite really. I think this summer was like key for us, and I hope we've not missed an opportunity to. We started the investment quite early, hmm. but did we miss um, the trick in continuing that investment? To Absolutely. More key players. I think, you know, obviously, with Pochettino. And going back to there with, with with obviously the lack of investment he got when he got mm. to the heights that he did, we just don't want to do that again. And obviously we've been promised the investment. And Richarlison came in, and I've I've seen a couple of comments saying is Bergwijn better than Richarlison? No, he's not. Richarlison's got the pedigree in the Premier League. The Dutch league is completely different. Uh, obviously Bergwijn's doing well in that league, but that's nowhere near the Premier League. I think Richard, for me, I think. That, that you, you, me, and uh, Ricky have done enough shows together. Um, you know, certainly, you know, since the summer up until now, to, we all agree that we all thought that we would have a right wing back come in yeah. in the transfer window, and we are all very surprised that that hasn't happened. If you're going yeah. to improve Matt Doherty and you're going to improve the likes of Emerson Royale, then fantastic. But you know, we're all sitting here thinking, has this guy improved? No, we don't no. want to get on the back of you know players individually and start slating them but you know it's part of his system 
You know, yeah. the wing back was so important to his system. How can yeah. you not bring in key key players like you being an actor, Ricky, and having uh, you know two main actors not turn up? What would you do? It, it, it's it's vital. It is absolutely yeah. vital to that setup. Um, Comment on screen now from 2000 GT. Spurs are flat to deceive, and we all know a result like this was coming. Hurts more uh, coming in this fixture, but let's kick on. Um, as you said, Richard, uh, don't forget Arsenal are still playing on Thursdays. Um, Rich, let's stay with you. Um, in the 16th minute, um, Arsenal, uh, White had a shot over from long range. Jacker shot wide uh, a couple of minutes later, and Reese at full stretch. And then Arsenal went 1 0 up in the 20th minute. Uh, Thomas Party, what a goal! Uh, White passed in the ball, uh, and then he hit it top goal, uh, well top top corner. What a fantastic finish! But as coming. you said earlier, too much space, too much time. What are we doing? It was coming, like like you just said. The two chances before, they were just setups, obviously, clearly, and then obviously Partey literally was static. You two steps, bang bang, hit it side foot top corner. It, he was going to score. It was he set the team was set up to have those opportunities. I think Spurs were just so slow and Arteta was like, right, we just obviously pass the ball left to right. Whoever's got that kind of opportunity, 25 yards out, take it. White had one, ballooned it over the bar. Xhaka, very close. And then Partey, top corner. Lowy's had no chance. I, I think, again, Conte needs to be faster to react to that. It, it's warning signs. For me, that was a war. I was watching it going, this is a warning sign here. Come on, guys. Look, they've had two opportunities. They're not going to miss the third, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you make of the goal, Rick? Yeah, Time. it was a goal. It, it was, it, it, I mean, what can you say? What can you say? Yeah. What, what can you say? Like Rich said it all really about their goal. I mean, they should never have, they should never have had that time or space to, to get the shot off. Um, again, if 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 we was on our game, then it shouldn't have been a problem. Listen, they were always going to score. I knew that much. I knew that they, you know, I knew it was either going to be a two-one or three-one or something like that. You know, for us, it's gone against us. So they was always going to score. It's about how you react to that. It's about what what you do once you get back to one-one. The fact that we came out of the second half and collapsed like that. Oh my gosh! Like, come on. Yet, like Rich just said there, the whole first half you had fourteen warnings. 14 opportunities to recognise danger. So what happens in the dressing room at halftime? And then what happens out on the pitch? How many times have we heard uh, uh, Jason McGovern say, um, you know, like, don't play the occasion, play the game? Like, what's yeah. going on? Like, we, we, we as fans, and Andy just said it there, he's been, a, he's been a fan longer than us all. Do you know what I mean? And he's seen it time in and time again. Like, what, what's happening? What's happening? There, there ain't no time for excuses no more. They need to look themselves in the face and work out what they want to do. They need to start taking responsibility for their own actions or lack of action. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They need to take that responsibility and go, okay, cool. Well, what can I do? Forget that Royale didn't do this, that, and the other. What can I do to affect this game? What can I do to make sure that these things don't happen again? And if more people start taking responsibility of their own actions and their own performances, maybe we can start climbing again. I've still got faith in my team. I still love my team. I still got faith in Conte. I still think he's going to be fantastic for us. But at this point right now, he, he has to see what we're all seeing and adapt and change. He, he has to give them all a slap. He has to give them all a wake-up call. 
They've all got to have ice baths right now. Wake up. Wake up. Because it, it, it's good. It, we do have this trait in us. We saw it under Mourinho, you know, and under Nuno, that we've got this trait in us. It's, it's time to eradicate this. You, you can't just be a flash in a pan. You can't just, from January to the end of the season, decide to turn up and play and go and work for something. It happens right here, right now. And we all know as fans how important it is for every point that we can gain and gather before this break of the World Cup because we don't know what team we're getting after the World Cup. The, Ricky, do, are... do, do, do you think this, this team and this setup is similar to the way that Jose Mourinho set us up when he was Spurs boss? Yeah, I mean, it is kind of, but I, I, I kind of remember him playing... Didn't he play the four and then, like, Serge... It became a three, but Serge became an extra winger. Serge Aurier became an extra winger, I think. It, it, it's not as dire as, as that football. It's not. There, there was times that I was watching Mourinho football with my head in my hands and looking through my fingers. There was times that I didn't even... I, I had no faith that the players were going to turn up at certain games. There was yeah. a, Under Mourinho, there was a game against Man City where it was flop city. And I was like, you know what, Kane? Go sign the contract, bruv. I, I don't blame you. I totally understand why you want to get out of it. We played against West Ham and were pathetic under Mourinho. Pathetic. I'm not talking about his first game that he won. I'm talking about towards the end of end of his time there. But but these are all trials and tribulations. Like Andy was saying there, there's enough of them that have been through the rocker, that have been through the roller coaster. So now that you've got a, a world-class stadium, now that you've got a world-class training, training centre, now that you've got a director of football who's looking after the majority of things and sort out, sorting out our scouting network, now that we've got a world-class manager, a serial winner, as we've all said and joked before, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Go mm. and be the player that you really want to be. Do you really want to go and lift trophies? Do you really want to earn the respect of the rest of the league? Well, go and do it. Stop waiting. What are you waiting for? We ain't got time. We ain't got time to wait. We ain't got time for excuses. We haven't got time for the for the right. We haven't got time for the self implosion. How many times Andy was talking about it there? Going to the Gooners, going to Chelsea, and 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 not showing up. Not only do we not show up, but we kick ourselves in the backside all the time, all the time. So what are you waiting for, Tottenham? Come on. It's time to push on. If you really want to be the elite players and you really want to be this elite team and you really want to be up there mixing it with the best, well, we've got a lot of the tools. We haven't got them all, but we've got enough of them right here, right now to go and make a dent. So what are you waiting for? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's all these press-ups that you're doing during the week for? If when you get to the time to show it all off, you wear a polo neck. You, you definitely need to be a motivational speaker inside Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. That's what all I'm going to oh. say. I'm, I'm going to write to Tottenham this week and, and, and put that forward for you. Um, Andy, you do that, bruv. I'm there. <laughs> Andy, let's come to you. Um, in the 23rd minute, Emerson Royale put a cross in, but no one was in the box. Five minutes later, Perisic with a shot over the bar. And then in the 31st minute, Tottenham's goal came from the penalty spot. 1-1. Harry Kane finished it. Uh, Richarlison brought down. First of all, was it a penalty for you? Uh, probably silly question. Um, and what do you think, think of Harry Kane's penalty? He has now become the first player to score 100 Premier League goals away from home. Well, that's a great record. Uh, uh, yes. Um, was it a penalty? He did get clipped, Rick Carlson. He did get yeah. clipped. Uh, I have to say, um, I thought, um, I think it was Gabriel that brought him down that caused it. Uh, 
I thought he was the wrong side of him, to be honest. Yes, I, I, I can see why the ref pointed the spot. The penalty, uh, well done, H. Well done there, um, because I don't know about you guys, or you, Chris, but um, I thought for a minute he was going to put it there. I thought, oh, no, Harry, don't put it. H, don't put it. The keeper's right. Because he, he's got an habit. But no, he put it straight down the centre. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that can be risky. But 1-1, uh, I'm thinking, yep, great. We're back in. And we had a little spell there for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, where we were beginning to kind of get into the game. Um, uh, yes, Royale eventually did put the ball in. Um, there wasn't anyone there. Um <laughs> Well, he did. He did nutmeg Martinelli today. It's probably his highlight of his day. Uh, oh, I know. I might have missed that. Uh, oh. oh, I mean to see that little pearl of skill. Um, that's going to haunt me now, isn't it? Uh, but um, yes, we had maybe around ten. We we had a little moment in that first start where we did equalise. And I thought, well, look, can we go on from here? But we didn't. We came in at half-time and, as Ricky said, look, you know, we're still in it. We're still in it, 1-1. And we just didn't have the ability, really, uh, to go on and get something out of that game. Now, that, uh, now that could be, as we were saying, down to mentality as well. Um but uh, no, overall, look, as we've said it, um, uh, overall, look, it was a, it was a real poor showing from us. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. painful because it is the arse uh, who we'd lost to. Um, uh, and you are right. I mean, are we, you know, look, Conti, is he going to shake them up, Ricky? Who knows? Um, He's got to. Yeah. He's got to. You know, it, it does need a shake-up. I, I, I really don't know. Um, and Richard's right. Yes, it is only one game. We are still third. It, admittedly, it isn't the end of the world. But for tonight or today, it just feels like that. Yeah, I'm terrible. But, but you, I won't watch match of the day tonight, guys. I ain't exactly. Well, it ain't going to happen. I, I might put on a couple of Leonard Cohen albums. But... Uh, but, but but you know what? If we spend the time worrying about the individuals of the opposition and what the opposition can do to us, we end up forgetting what we're doing there yes. and, 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 our, and our game plan and how we can start to make them worry. If we're always worried about a Hazard or a Martinelli or a Ronaldo, or, if we keep worrying about the opposition and what they can throw at us, then we forget to throw back. We yeah, just forget sure. because we're like, oh, 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 okay, get in, get in. It's panic stations again. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's where we kick yeah. ourselves in the foot. You've got to go, you've got to show them what we're about. You have to, you have to implement your game on them but, and you yeah. have to start worrying them. Nobody's uh, worried about Richarlison right now. Nobody's yeah. worried about Emerson Royal right now. Nobody's worried about Benton Kerr or Hoyerberg. Nobody's worried about these players. They're not worried, and they need to be. We have it within ourselves to, to worry the league. We do have it within ourselves. But they have to turn up. 
They've yeah. got to have it up here to go, you know what? Let me show you. Let me show you. Well, don't talk, Conte. You don't need to tell me nothing. I'm going to show you. Well, the movement's got to be better. The movement the passing, has to be the passing, better. The passing's got to be better. The movement's got... Everything's been off this season. We've been a second-half side for a lot of the season. And then but, what happens today? When we need the second half, they go missing. Yeah. But it's interesting how you say second-half side, Ricky. Um, let's, let's, uh, let me give you a few other instances. 35th minute, uh, Perisic corner. Ramsdale had to fist it away. Three minutes later, Perisic cross. Uh, Harry Kane header, comfortable for the goalkeeper. Uh, two minutes uh, before half-time, Jesus with a great run past a couple of Spurs players. Eventually got a shot in, Hugo Lloris saved. Half-time, 1-1. You said, Ricky, we're a second-half side. Now, 49th minute, yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal took the lead, 2-1. You would have thought at half-time that Conte would have been shouting his head off. He would have been, uh, you know, saying X, Y and Z. Uh, the players would have been talking to one another. They would have been communicating uh, saying, you know, what's going on in that first 45 minutes. Eric Dyer, like you said, he was upset. Um, 49th minute, Hugo Lloris, our club captain, who I might add, I think that he has been a standout player so far this season. Today, uh, when we need him most in a game like this, uh, he spilled it. Uh, Romero seemed to get a touch on it. Hugo Lloris then seemed to jump over it. It was just like a comedy of errors for that goal. Um Andy, uh, actually, Richard, let's come to you on this one. Rich, what did you make of that goal? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> what do you want me to say? It's like rid ridiculous. Like I, I just think fans that are watching the game are wanting a reaction. And what they got was scared players that didn't want to have the ball. They just didn't have, want it. They didn't. They weren't kind. Of, they were very passive with the play. They didn't. They weren't demonstrating the badge and what it means to them, and I, I just think that whatever was said at half time was more kind of go out there and do it instead of like like a real good kick in the arse and say, look, that was bollocks that first half. Not all this kind of, oh yeah, we could have been two one up. Yeah, maybe we could have fluked a goal even though Arsenal were better than us. I think. Conte needs to kind of get into people's heads and say, look, we need to show more. I've just, I'm not seeing it. And in that second half, we came out as lazy as we did in the first half. And then Arsenal just dominated us again and then had that chance and then scored. It was, yes, it was from a mistake, but they created that mistake from their play. It was always going to happen. Um, like I said, from like minute one of the show today, the cracks have been there for a long time. Andy, Andy's mentioned it. Ricky's mentioned it yourself, Chris. Today, it's all come to the to the front of everybody's mind. It's come on the pitch. We've had to see it. It's been dreadful yeah. to watch. It's only one game. We need to believe that Conte's got the, the staff, not just himself, the staff to get with the players and support the players through it because we can't be playing like this for the rest of the season. Eight games. Yes, we're, we're still third. But we need to be playing better possession football. Andy said it a couple of times. We don't dominate. Like 35% possession today. Yeah. That's terrible for a Tottenham side. 30. I'm not sure when the last time we've actually been that low, but 35%. Unbelievable. Like three shots on target. Ridiculous. It's just, yeah. Like, and those shots as well. Yeah. 
Obviously, e e even the corners right there on that stat pack right there that you just put up. Even the corners, we had two corners. Now we've been we've been good at set pieces this this year, but we yeah. didn't implement we didn't implement no game no game plan to get ourselves up up the pitch to get a corner or a free kick or a foul. Like like the the way that the Gooners came out in the second half was why didn't we come why why yeah why, well, and yeah, why well, are we asking why they should have they should have been on it. Let's let's go through these instances, Rick. Uh, like we just mentioned, 49th minute they went two two one up uh, through uh, Jesus. Three minutes later, Jesus could have scored again. He missed an absolute sitter uh, with a header um, just wide. The 59th minute, the only chance that Spurs had, and it came by a pure accident. Richarlison pulled the pulled the ball back uh, to Pierre Mihoibier, who shot over uh, the bar from outside the box. That is it. That is it. After that, it was literally Arsenal were queuing up to have a shot uh, and, to, and to score. Um, 60th minute, um, another header from Jesus, this time comfortable for Larice. 62nd minute, we've already covered it. It was the red card for Emerson Royale. 66th minute, Saka had a shot from range just wide. And then just a minute later, uh, Jacka's um, third goal for Arsenal. Um, Martinelli to Jacka walked through our defence 3-1. Um, Ricky, like you just said a minute ago, you know we, we, we've been a second-half team this season. What went wrong today? Because the way that we've come out, not even had a shot on target in that second half. And, uh, you know, let's show the stats again. 22 shots Arsenal had today, nine on target. We had seven, three on target. Um, poor. I, I just, you know, the, the way that we lost that game today, where Arsenal were literally queuing up to have a shot and score. Embarrassing. He should have made a, um, a substitution at half-time as well. I think he should yeah. have seen what happened in the first half and plugged the gap. Ricky said it earlier. Plug that gap, change the game. And, and, and I don't understand why that didn't happen. You've got to also remember that the game was over on 70 minutes. Conte yeah. conceded the game on 70 minutes. Yeah, we, we've had many a late, a late run. We've had many a late goal in, in our history. Do you know what I mean? So I don't. I know there's Champions League on, you know, Tuesday or whenever it is. But come on, like, come on! You conceded the game on 70 minutes, bruv. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to see that either. I totally get it. You want to save some legs, but come on, man! Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. Well, that, that's an that's an interesting point, Rick. Um, four subs made on the 71st minute. And that was just four minutes after Arsenal went 3-1 up. Sanchez, Basuma, Doherty, Sessegnon on. Langley, Perisic, Son and Richarlison off. Why did he make those subs? Was it so that we didn't concede more goals? Was it to uh, put a bit more strength in there? Was it to change the formation? Or was it to rest a few players for Tuesday night? What, what was your understanding of those four subs? Because even four I, minutes later, another sub, Hoybier off, Oliver Skip on. Yeah, I, I, I think he conceded defeat at that point. And he thought, you know what? We have a lot of games coming up. So let's get these players off. Let's rest them. Let's give these other players that we might need in a minute. Let's give them some minutes. But it was a sign of defeat. It was a sign of giving up at that moment. And, yeah. and in, in the North London derby, you never give up. It's not over. It's not over until the very, very last second. Anything yeah. can happen. A corner, a free kick, a, a shot from outside the box, a, a shot that goes in off of Richarlison's backside on, on the 90th minute. There's 101 things that can happen in this game. 
But as soon as you get to that point, 70 minutes, and and you make those subs, that's to shore it up. That's to stop it getting embarrassing. And that's conceding defeat. They, they, they wasn't game-changing uh, subs, were they? They weren't. They, they no. were to consolidate. They were to get back compact and, and stop them scoring anymore. And, yeah. and th- that was it. We, con- we conceded all of our attacking play. We just left Harry Kane up there just in case the ball bounced to him. That's not, that's not the type of football that we should be playing. I know we've got a rough period of time coming up, but that's, that's not the way that, that, that we should be playing, especially in North London derby, especially away from home, especially in the premiership. We can't be playing like that. We can't be doing those things. If you want to do those things, then play, play your first half like we normally play the second half. Go two, three goals up. Then you can take. Then you can rest and and you can prepare for the next game, left, right, and center. But if you come out and play that slow and that sloppy in in the first half, we kind of have a 10, 15 minute period where we look okay. We're back in the game. We go in one one, and then straight away, like 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 the boys have said already, you come out slow again, sloppy, lazy, not ready, not on it, not up for it. You know, concede the two goals, and everyone wants to go home. I, I I don't know. I don't know. You you you've got to have you've got to have more about you. Do yeah. You know what I mean? You've got you've got to stand up, man. You you have to stand up. And the fact well, that we just folded like a bloody well piece of origami paper, mate, is it, ridiculous. Well, in the seventy eighth minute, we did have a chance. We had a free kick outside the box, and I know Richard, you spoke about this earlier. Um, Andy, I'm going to come to you on this because Ricky and Richard are probably sick to death of me keep asking them about free kicks because Conte said a couple of days ago in the press conference that Harry Kane, Hunmin Son and Eric Dyer are our set-piece takers. Now, Dyer and Harry Kane were, were over this free kick in the 78th minute and I'm thinking, please, Dyer, just have a go um, because we have seen for years, for years, Harry Kane trying to take these free kicks. It doesn't quite work out. And then I couldn't believe my eyes. Dyer literally passed it a couple of metres and then Harry Kane hit it. And I thought, if that is your idea of, of Dyer being on the free kicks, then I cannot believe it. What did you make of it? Uh, I think, well, surely the, surely Conti needs to have a word now. It's not going to happen, Harry. Bless you. You can take penalties. <laughs> you know, you're two-footed. You know, you score all types of goals, apart from free kicks. Um, and you're right, guys. It It's infuriating. It really is infuriating. Uh, and we all know that uh, Harry got the ball, whatever it is, 25 yards out. That's why we're going to hit the wall or Rosehead. We know that. Uh, um, I, I, I don't get it. I think... The manager needs to have a word with him. Harry, drop that out now. You know, uh, uh, but Song apparently was taking free kick. He, he scored a free kick, but didn't he for South Korea um, yep. uh, during the uh, internationals? It was a bit. He's doing it all the time. Out, it was a bit far out for Sonny though today. Close yeah, yeah, yeah. Taken it it yeah I, I get that, Rich. But there has been times where Harry's had it, you know, like four yards outside a penalty area, and he's done the same thing. He's smashed it into some um, the opposing players' nags. But you can't help but feel uh, not again, as you were saying, Chris. Um, I think uh, the manager is 
surely he's got to, I mean, like you guys, I, I really am a Conti fan, but they're just are little things that are just so obvious. Um, like the Harry Kane free kick, like the, it, it, could we not have played three across uh, uh, the middle uh, 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 in this game? Just to even up the midfield, they were obvious things, and yet he fails to do that, and that's what worries me about Conti. Has he got this streak of stubbornness about him? He won't play Spence um, because Spence apparently is is, is this player that uh, is for the future. Well, when in the future are going to play? What when he's twenty nine? Well, well, you know what? I don't get it. Um, it's not exciting now, Andy, is it? it no, well, no, it's not. It's um, I, uh, oh god, it. It seems that like I'm not anti Conti. I know, I, I recognise and realise what he's done for the club, but I do think has he got that little bit of stubbornness about him? It, it, it just, as you said, Chris, you're asking me about the uh, the free kicks, uh, Harry Kane. Well, I, I, I just feel that. Every single show that we record, yeah. we always talk about Harry Kane and free kicks, and we always yeah. talk about Emerson Royale. That they, they, they are the, the two given things on this show yeah. every week. Uh, well, it's only because Doc did it. Don't a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Royale, we love you really. I mean, we've had some, we've had some real dollop at Tottenham over the years, uh, uh, but. Um, I suppose um, Royale is the modern dollop. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, sorry, Emerson. I mean, he's obviously a very nice guy. Yeah, he's probably a nice fella. And he's grateful that, uh, you know, he always playing with Tottenham. And, but, um, Stop no, we, we need an upgrade. And Harry, I think Conley's got to say to him, you you know, get song in to take free kicks or or even uh what about the, the Croatian lad? He takes free kicks, doesn't he, as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not like we haven't got the players. Yeah. But you know what? It sounds right now like it's either well, firstly, it's demoralizing and it's demoralizing for <laughs> our own fans when Harry yeah. Kane steps up for a free kick. All of us are like at home in the stadium, away from the damn gra- wherever we are. We see him step up, and all of us are like, "Oh, come on, Harry!" Yeah. Now we love Harry, but it's becoming it's becoming an ego thing right now. Yeah. It, you can't be great and world class at everything. Do you know what I mean? It's very rare that that can happen. So right now, it's it, it's becoming a bit egocentric. That he's like, "No, I'm determined to jump on these free kicks. I'm determined to get a shot. I'm determined to turn the tide of this whole free kick scenario right now and and bang a goal." But all we have seen is it, like you just mentioned there, boys, all we've just seen is it hit the wall or go over. You know, in years, we haven't seen a hurricane free kick do anything. It, I'm talking about test the keeper. I'm talking about getting, you know, getting that, yes. t- that fingertip no. saver. We don't even get that right now. So it's, an, it's becoming an ego thing. And this is where Conte needs to get control of this side. If he is yeah. the disciplinarian and, and the main man, at the club, this is where you've got to go. You know what, Harry? Listen, I love you, bruv. Um, but we're going to take you off free kicks. Like, like, be the man. Be the manager and do that. Take him off free kicks. It doesn't 
affect us positively wherever he steps up for a free kick. It's actually demoralizing now. And it's actually, we're pandering to Harry Kane right now. You know, we all know we want, to, want him to sign a new contract, but to pander to him and to go, yeah, no, go on, go on, Harry, you can have it. No, you was great in training this week, mate. Go on, you have it. You have... What's Gianni Vio <laughs> saying? What's he saying? He's the free yeah. kick set, set speed specialist. Yeah, he must be looking at Kane going, bruv, Conte, listen, bruv, we've got to get him off. We've got to get him off. We, we, we've got a goal scorer from a free kick in Sonny. Like uh, Andy just said there, Perisic, dynamite free kick, dynamite set plays, dynamite corners. Do you know what I mean? Let's switch it up. We have to switch it up. And Conte's got to be the man, put, put the man back in the manager and take a hold of it and go, do you know what, Harry? I love you, bruv, but stay there. If we whip it in, maybe you're there for a header. Or if it drops to you in the box, you can get a tap in. That's where we yeah. want you. That's where we need you to be because you're fantastic yeah. at that. You're world-class at that. So go do that. Let Sonny take it. Let Perisic take it. Let Dyer take it. Don't worry. You're putting yourself under more pressure. Every time he steps up, he puts himself under more and more pressure. Every time he steps up for a free kick, he, everybody gets more and more demoralized that he stepped up to take a free kick. It's got our end, mate. It's got our end. We've got to move forward in this. And it's hurting the team. If it is an ego thing right now, and I would hate to say that Harry Kane hurts Tottenham because he hasn't. He's given so much to us. He's got credit in the bank. Of course he has. Of course he has. We all love him to bits. But right now, the fact that he steps up for a free kick is hurting the team. So, so, so you know what? Lead by example. Be the captain without the armband at Tottenham. Be the Tottenham boy and go, you know what, boss? All right, take me off free kicks. Or, and that's sorry, maybe, and that's maybe right a job right. for Hugo as well, to, to, to be that kind of voice as, as the captain and, and actually say, look, look, we're talking about the team and how the, the team comes together. And, and, and but this has gone on for ages, Rich. I know, I know. Well, obviously, it, there's, there's something going on, like Ricky said, around kind of <laughs> appeasing Harry because um, I think there was a stat, was it somebody put up on the, in the comments like 45 free kicks and he scored one or something, Harry. Oh. But it's, um, yeah, it's terrible. If, yeah. if it was six or seven, he should then be taken off. But not was it forty five? Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible. When when you have a free kick, you need to be like affecting the game from that set play. You should be affecting it, not exactly. kind of giving it to Harry and thinking, well, "What's the point of having a having a having a wall?" Because Harry's just going to blaze it over, or it's not going to go anywhere. Like it doesn't. We need to have p- people on that set play that are affecting the game. We, we should have at least. At least somebody that's making the keeper work, uh, and at the moment we haven't. And it is—it's a massive part of the game that we are actually missing. And we said that pre the transfer window about getting somebody like Madison in that would fit in the team in that 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 position, and then also take the free kicks. Uh, for me, that that would be a great addition in January. Um, mm. I think what's the name? I think Conte uh, might have to change his uh, method of play. If, if, if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, lastly, um, last question. Um, Spurs have got another big week coming up. Uh, we're back in Champions League action against Frankfurt on Tuesday. Uh, this is the table. Spurs are currently second in uh, the group. We've played two. We've won one. We've lost one. We've got three points. Frankfurt are third. Uh, they have a similar record to us, but their goal difference is minus two. Um, in the Bundesliga, um, they are currently fifth. 
They have played eight. They have won four. They have drawn two and they have lost two. They've got 14 points, three points off top spot. And they beat uh, Union Berlin today 2-0, their first defeat of the season. Um, Andy, how do you see this one going? And uh, bearing in mind that we're back in Premier League action next weekend away at Brighton and they drew 3-3 against Liverpool Anfield today. Yes, well, a result. Uh, right, how do I see that going? Well, first and foremost, guys, uh, guys, we've got to get a point there. We've got to get a point away from home at Frankfurt. Uh, we've got to. We lose that. And then, my point being, if we were to lose to Frankfurt, we are then relying on home games. And I'm really tired of hearing this kind of flippant, uh, well, we win all our own games, we're qualified. Well, uh, and I've heard it from a lot of Tottenham. Ah, we get through, we'll be all right. Yeah, we've got to get at least a point there. Get a point. Brighton, um, no, I do like Brighton. Going to Brighton. Um, good side. I mean, they've lost uh, uh, a manager who... I really wanted at Tottenham before Conte came. Um, oh, hello. <laughs> uh, I, I think we've got to be on our game at Brighton. We could end up losing that. Uh, we could quite easily lose to if we perform It's a tough week. Anywhere. It's a tough week. But it is. I mean, if we perform anywhere near that we did today against the Arse, at Brighton, and they are a good side, well organised. Yeah, they've got a new manager, but uh, uh, I mean, fancy going to Liverpool and, and, and getting a get, well, getting a point, they could have won it. Uh, apparently, he is the kind of new wave Italian manager who is not Lippi, who is not Conte, who is not a defensive manager. He's uh, uh from what I re- read about him, and my son sort of knows a little more about uh, European. Uh, managers and that. He said, Dad, he's, he's an attacking manager. He is the new wave of Italian managers who are not Capello, who are not Lippi or Conte. Uh, so, yeah, um, it's a, yes, you're right. It's a tough week. How are we going to do? I hope we get something uh, in Germany. But my worry is that... Um, We've actually, I think, performed worse away from home than what we have at home. Uh, also, we, we, recently, we've got a really poor uh, European away record. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it don't bode well. Um, we were trying to fi- finish on a positive, Andy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, we'll do, we'll do Frankfurt. Um, I've just had the result and Brighton will have a jolly side at the seaside and I do I've just it's come through we win 9-8 it's been confirmed Rich let's come to you it's it it is a tough week Frankfurt away Brighton away Brighton are in good form uh, you know, to, to go and score three at Anfield today, um, you know, they're sitting right behind us in the Premier League table. They've had their manager leave. They've only lost one. Um, but first up, the Champions League game on Tuesday. Um, it's going to be another very difficult week. Yeah. And the games come thick and fast. So we can't um, 
sit back and, and think negatively about this game. It needs to be, the process needs to happen very quick. Uh, the, the players need to move on. The questions need to be asked and the solutions need to be put in place quickly. Um, for the midweek game, uh, I do agree with Andy. We need to start gaining some points away from home uh, just so that when we do get the, the teams at home, that we're able to play our, our style of football and not be really kind of tense when we've got the ball and, or snatch at chances. Because I think when we, we play with confidence uh, in Europe, we play better. I think the Brighton game is going to be a tough game as well. Uh, all the games that we do play um, against Brighton, especially away from home, are really tough. And uh, again, like Andy was saying, new manager, new ethos, but continuing that work ethic, ethic that, that Brighton has as a team. It's about playing for the team. There's no real kind of pivotal players in the team. They're all kind of one unit that plays for the team, which I think we're probably missing a little bit. I hope that we, we can kind of pick up at least uh, four points from maybe a draw away at uh, Frankfurt and then maybe nick a win away at Brighton. I think it's going to be a tight tight game. Um, I just want to see Conte install maybe that change in midfield, look at where the gaps have been today and identify he needs to have more stability in that central midfield and cut out some of those gaps. How are you feeling about this week, Rick? And do you think Conte will choose the same team as today on Tuesday? Boy, boy, um, you know what, mate? It's time for it's time for the reaction and it's time for the excuses to stop. Everybody's got to deal with these twelve games coming up in the, in the next, you know, up until the World Cup. It's time to step up. What do you want? You fought all of the last season to get into the Champions League. So what are you going to do when you get there? Start continue to worry about everybody else to continue to worry about how they attack and what they bring to the table, or are you going to implement your game? Or you're gonna go out there and take what's rightfully yours. Go out there and take it. Do you know what I mean? Like, go out there. What was the point in putting in all that effort towards the end of the season if, when you get there, you just flop or you deflate yeah. like a like a really old balloon? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's time to put these reactions. I hope that these players look at themselves in the mirror and and they start taking responsibility for for the actions or the inactions that they've provided on the pitch. And they start taking uh, uh, responsibility for what they can control, which is themselves. That's the only thing you can control in life is your reaction and and what you can do. Everything else is wishy-washy. Anything can happen. Do you know what I mean? In the ether. So you you have to look at yourself, take responsibility, feel it tonight. Them boys need to feel this tonight and figure out what type of side that they really want to be. How, what what do you really want? Do, do you want us, like Andy said there, to be the nearly team? <clears throat> or or do you actually want to, you know, like go in and, and set the competition alight in the Champions League and set make the Premiership mark. alight? You make your mark. Make your mark. What are you waiting for? So I'm, I'm, what, what I'm hoping for is a, a, along the lines of what, you know, I, I, I never back us to lose, but I think I'd go along with what Rich said there, four points from the week. But I, I, for, for me, we need two, two big wins because we need a proper reaction right now. And we need, we, we need to change the way in which we play. We need to get into to top gear as soon as we can, score as, as many goals as we can in the first 60 minutes. And then you can play your pass and position and, and, and your patient football uh, and, and start to kind of 
you do the counter attack in football. We can't be, I know Conte spoke about suffering, but we can't be suffering every game. We can't be inviting the suffering onto us and then wondering what happened and why we lost the game. Do you know what I mean? Because you invited that suffering. Stop suffering now. It's time to make them suffer. That's what it's time for. It's time to make Frankfurt suffer. It's time to make Brighton suffer. You know, after today's, after today's game, after them lot down the road have stopped our unbeaten run and exposed all the cracks and the foibles that are within this team now, now the excuses and everything else has to stop. Now we need to see a proper reaction of how we're going to finish the first half of this season and how we're, we're going to go when this season starts again next year. So I'm with Rich on the four points from the week. What's your score prediction, Ricky, for both matches? I'm going to go Frankfurt 2-2 and I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-1 Tottenham against Brighton. Andy, what are you going for? Uh, nil Frankfurt. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to Germany. Make, make, it, make it like exciting for me. <laughs>
about the fluctuating fortunes of a horse racing tipster. I'm they'll be in London, hopefully in February and March. Um, yeah, we're doing that. What's happening? Um, done a couple of little bits of TV, which could be coming out um, in next April. Uh, and I will be taking Baxter uh, to festivals, um, which will probably be the Brighton one next year, uh, Morecambe and several other little art festivals. Uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, do you like horse racing, anyone? No, of course we don't. Okay, fine. Only, only when we win. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise. Well, it's the art tomorrow, so I'll be watching that. Um but once again, thank you so, so much for um, having me on, guys. I really enjoy uh, uh, talking about the ills and woes of Tottenham Hotspur. Thank you, Andy. And thanks for mentioning the word trophy as well. I don't mention it on this uh, show. Definitely not. Um, Ricky, thanks so much for joining us again. Been a pleasure having you on. Always an honour and a pleasure, even on results like this, my friend. It's uh, always great to be on with yourself and Andy and Rich and and discuss everything and kind of get it all out into the open. And I've got to thank every single one of you fans that are watching right now that not only tuned in, but stuck with us throughout this, because, you know, after that game today, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, if you gave it a little bit of a break. I totally yeah. get it. So to all of you watching right now, all of the comments, all of the likes, all of the subs, every, everyone that has interacted with the show today, let me send out a big thank you to all of you for, for watching and participating um as always and um yeah brother there's a couple of exciting things coming up i will let you know when i can let you know um yeah it's tough to say anything right now uh by the next can, game can by, you tell us Rick, where game. you were where you were a few weeks ago and what you got up to can you tell us that i, I, I can't tell you that as yet okay but I, as soon as i can i will but there's something else happening as well so myself, no it was close <laughs> no, I'm avoiding Watford for the rest of my life. Let me tell you, if they ever offer me a job in Watford, I'd be like, "Sorry, where?" Um, but um, but yeah, there's a hopefully, fingers crossed, there's an event that me and Darren are putting together for Halloween. So uh, as soon as th that will get confirmed, I think tomorrow. So by we by the time we do Frankfurt, maybe I can let you know about that. So yeah, some exciting bits coming up, and um, yeah, just trying to keep it moving, but. As we say, you know, it's always an honour and a pleasure to be on. And come on, you Spurs. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Ricky. And uh, Richard, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, the best of luck tomorrow. I know, yeah, I know. London yeah. Marathon, 7th. Yeah. London Marathon. And then uh, New York. One positive thing about today, the room service at the Park Plaza in Westminster is wicked. Mm. <laughs> Mate, it's wicked. Spaghetti bolognese for tomorrow. Garlic bread, garlic, garlic. Bread. <laughs> awesome. So, if anyone wants to send you a beer, uh, Rich, they can. Yeah, any, yeah. If you want to send, I'm not going to give you my room number, but if anybody wants to send me some tequilas and some some beers, yeah, send it to the Park Plaza in Westminster. I'm all up for that. No, I'm not actually. I'm going to go and get a bath. I'm going to chill out, put some like some some tunes on, and then drift off into a nice sleep before the carnage tomorrow. So, yeah, it's all good. But um, those that are actually doing the marathon tomorrow, including you, Chris, have a safe journey. And uh, Chris is doing it for prostate cancer. I'm doing it for my foundation. So, 
you don't have to donate but just follow and be aware of obviously uh prostate cancer and obviously what i'm doing as well well thank you very much and good luck with it all rich uh ricky andy richard thanks so much for joining me this evening and thanks to all of the uh all of the viewers and all of the listeners and all of the support on the channel it's really really appreciated uh we will be back for another uh, spurs chat podcast after the frankfurt game on Tuesday evening. Let's hope that we are talking about a win and let's hope that next week will be a good week. Uh, a win at Frankfurt, a win at Brighton would be very nice. Thanks for watching, everyone. And uh, until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Wingstop's doing what they do best, taking flavor to the next level. So when chicken sandwiches only came in spicy and plain, Wingstop said, nah, make it 12 flavors. Lemon pepper chicken sandwich, OG hot, mango habanero. You get the picture? Every famous Wingstop flavor. Now on a new Wingstop chicken sandwich. Try all 12 and find your favorite at Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Huh. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.